On today's episode, we discuss The Snoopy Show, based on the Charles Schultz famous characters from Peanuts. Yes, this show was announced back in October 2nd of 2020. Do you have a favorite Charlie Brown movie? <laughs> um, I don't know the Charlie Brown movies. I don't know their names, I mean. There's the Christmas one. There's the Halloween one. Yeah, those are, those are the big the ones. There's the Mayflower one. Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, I mean, it's basically always like Merry Christmas or it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Well, let me turn the question around on you. What's your favorite Charlie Brown movie? Uh, the Merry Christmas Charlie Brown. And why is that? Because I think that I grew up on that one the most. Yeah, I think that Did that you grow was... up in the 70s? <laughs> well, no, but I obviously like what I'm a fan of Charlie Brown. Yeah, they play it every Christmas. Yeah. But, but then Apple bought the rights to this show, right? Yeah, and then they were able to come out with uh, Snoopy in Space, I believe it was. It was called, and it came out in 2019. Okay, so when you assigned the Snoopy show, I went to Apple, and I didn't know that there were multiple Snoopy shows, and I started to watch the Space one. My mistake. <laughs> Yeah, because what did that... That mean? one came out in 2019, apparently. Yes, and that one just included, like, what, Misadventures in Space? It or? felt like it was a show for babies. Like, if you were to compare it to the original Charlie Brown, it's like watching The Simpsons today versus The Simpsons in the 90s. You could definitely tell from the aesthetic the show was quite brighter <laughs> than anything you would have seen in the past. And the characters themselves, their voices had obviously changed because oh, it was, was no it, longer was the same one, kids. Was it one of those things where they, like, made the voices higher, almost like the they, The kids were younger. The yeah, were, and, yeah. And, and the Scooby character, sorry, not Scooby, <laughs> um, the, uh, the Snoopy character also was very much higher. And that remains to the, the show I just speak. watched. You're talking about the noises, right? Like Yes, he the, makes yeah. a lot of noises. He's very animated in these two but shows. But it's not like Tom and Jerry movie where, he's, where, they're, where they just gave him voices for no reason. Does Tom talk in... That was a movie that they did where they gave them voices and everyone was mad about it. Uh, but this show follows six episodes, three seven-minute stories, from what I understand. Uh, what was that the... Was the, that was the Snoopy in Space one. It was all seven-minute stories. Oh, yeah, you're talking about this? Yeah, this... I'm talking about this one. Okay, <laughs> so it was 30 minutes total, the episode. Okay. But there were, yeah, short segments that were like seven minutes each. And, and we and... got three storylines. So what were they about? Well, one was called The Snoopy Tale, and it was about Snoopy writing a book about his, like, beginning life, mm -hmm. how he was adopted. He's writing such. a book. He wrote a book, and everybody's reading it, and he's making himself seem really cool, but then Charlie Brown talks about how he actually got Snoopy oh, and how it, nervous he was. Is it an intermittent, like, flashback? Yes. Uh, okay. It's a background to Snoopy, which I don't think we've ever gotten before, maybe in the comics. So it's how they met. It's this episode. Yes, but Snoopy obviously is, like, pumping himself up. Oh, I thought that that was later episodes because I had a question about that. But yeah, go ahead. So the second story that we see is how he meets Woodstock, how Snoopy meets Woodstock. So it's kind of like an origin story for the pilot, right? Yeah, they're trying to just kind of acclimate everybody to the characters. Yeah, and introduce, a, like, a new generation is what I understood. Yes. It feels like a new generation. I have conflicted feelings about it because it's definitely like 100 percent better than the show they produced two years ago <laughs> right um it's funny you say that that show was nominated for a daytime emmy and because of that apple was like you're going to be seeing a lot more peanuts content just sprinkled throughout so this isn't the it, only snoopy the, show you're gonna get. the the space one felt like it was the magic school bus but for toddlers like there would be a lot the magic of... school bus already is for toddlers so <laughs> well no they used to play the magic school bus when i was in elementary school so you mean for actual like three-year-olds no i'm saying okay so like you could play this for a kindergarten class because they have a lot of interspliced uh, lectures about space and such so actual facts yes but produced four kids yeah 
anyways, this show, they toned down the color colorization, the brightness of it. Mm-hmm. So it looked more like the original, right. which was nice. And the characters seemed a little bit more mature. However, they're still not as mature as the ones from the other movies. Right. Yeah. And also, they're much kinder to one another. Like, no one's bullying Charlie Brown, really. They're, they're kind of... Their whole personalities are muted. And so it's like the soul of the show has disappeared. And it's more just... Because the third storyline really is the epitome of what the show has become. It's all about what makes these kids smile. Like, they have to go into a show-and-tell group. Wow. And they all just go up in front of the class... And Charlie, is, Charlie Brown is the last one, and he freaks out because he doesn't know what makes him smile. And then he looks outside, sees Snoopy dancing, and he's like, my dog dancing makes me smile. Yeah, it's TVG, so it's going to definitely be for kids. I know that Charlie... I know, he's will... sitting here, like, going after a kid's <laughs> show. That's unfair. But I, I, the reason they play the Charlie Brown Christmas stuff every year is because it appeals to everyone. Like, yeah. adults can sit there and watch it. I'm not sure how much adults could sit down and watch this show. That was actually one of my questions. I know Charles Schultz based the characters off of himself. He said that Lucy was more his kind of, like, nasty side. Charlie exactly. Brown was yeah. the person who couldn't really do anything right. Um, and right now, the characters feel, as even though they all say their, like, titular lines or whatever, that, you know, the, mm-hmm. their slogans yeah. that they're used to, like right. Marcy. And, and Blockhead. And, yeah. yeah, they still say that to an extent. Do they have the football thing in there? They mention it. They didn't see it in the first episode that much. Um, But they don't feel like they're actually portraying those characters. Yeah, this was made by the people from Snoopy in Space, Wild Brain. So uh, that that was just, I think it was one of... The CG animation also felt much more um, formatted in the uh, Snoopy in Space one. This one, they felt like they actually went back and color and actually like hand drew. Yeah, something. it's got an acclaim for its uh, for its animation, its hard, its nostalgia. But people have said this isn't the '60s, '70s uh, specials you're going to probably see. It's more about like the '80s cartoons they came out with and the modern day specials that they have. And what they mean by that is it's less moralistic, like. At the end of Charlie Brown with the Christmas one, right? I think that was made in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. That one was about, like, how people should act towards one another. That yeah. was the moral message behind it. Well, later on, it was more about educational content. <laughs> yeah. About teaching kids these certain, like, uh, who was here and who was then. Like, yeah, the Mayflower. Like the-, the Mayflower one, it, it probably isn't as... Um, critically accepted as it once was because of how much thanksgiving has been looked at with a critical eye Mm -hmm. lately and how how americans came over and what they did to the indigenous people and the natives yeah and uh, the modern specials i believe one came out in 2006 had charlie brown where he was off in a summer camp and he was like really into marbles the marbles game where like you hit one of the marbles out and it depends on the points you get and i think that it got some backlash because charlie brown ends of actually winning in that one and like it even ends with him smiling at the camera as lucy is like you're telling me that charlie brown ended up you can't do anything right ends up winning so i think please that, don't do more of the lucy i think that the just kind of the public perception of charlie brown has and you're changed. saying that came out in when 2006 okay and so they were still filming like or filming they were still making content for whatever company yeah because he didn't die until like 2006 right like, 2000 
Oh, really? That yeah. The, the, I remember, I think. The most recent uh, movie came out, I believe, in 2015, but that was a 3D animated movie. The most recent special was Happiness is a Warm Blanket, Charlie Brown, um, which aired in 2011. See, and Linus's character, who has always been sort of like the ending voice of reason. Right, yeah. Something that they sort of make fun of in South Park a lot. Right. Uh, he feels also like he's been put through kind of a process where he no longer, he's just kind of a joke machine. Well, this is... All the jokes, that was what I was trying to get at, was that all the characters characters could deliver the same joke and they're they could it could come from any single one of them mm-hmm. like their personality just isn't there to back them up yeah and like I, they have traits where they do things like that guy still plays the piano Schroeder, but yeah but he doesn't have that same edge to him he's just a happy kid well this is called the snoopy show so is, so, so is charlie sorry last time i interrupt but he's no longer glum like the whole point of charlie brown is, he's, that a he little, very he's a little glum all the time but in this case, he's he's kind of put upon because Snoopy releases that book and he feels sad that he's not being depicted in it. But then at the end of the thing, he's dedicated to in the page and he becomes very happy and just runs around happy. Well, that's my question, because like we said, this is for a new generation of uh, kind of kids that are going to be growing up on Charlie Brown. And when you give them backstories, you know, and you're actually showing them like how they came to be. That was the thing about Charlie Brown. You could kind of come to your own conclusions. Do you think that giving them more information is almost hurting it in a way? Or do you think it's just... No, because they can rewrite it anytime they want. I don't see that as too big of an issue. There were a few nitpicky things that I found while I was watching the show. Like, for instance, there was one scene where Snoopy is, like, sitting back and uh, eating some grapes. Aren't grapes supposed to be really really bad for dogs? Yeah, but he's Snoopy. I, I know, but it's still, like, a weird thing to do. Also, um, Lucy has her psychiatric uh, right, thing five cents set up. Yeah. yeah, it's five cents still. Mm-hmm. I understand when it came out, five cents could buy you, like, I don't know, a soda or something. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays, if you're still charging a nickel for something, what's she getting at? But don't you, think, don't you think that if they were to change that, some people would be mad? It might just be a sign of our times, though. I don't know. Yeah. Would this show have worked better as just one episode overall that dealt with one storyline? Or did it work with the three storylines? Because they get three separate shots at like making a good, cohesive story. Uh, I think it depends on which story you'd go with. Because the first one could probably be extended a little bit about like how the first events of getting Snoopy there. And there were a few kind of heartstring moments where... You see Snoopy as a nervous dog when he first gets there. Mm -hmm. But again, Snoopy's character, too, is different. He's not as, like, he was kind of, he he would have his own independent story most of the time. It wouldn't concern the kids. But now his storyline is, like, completely ingrained with the kids. Well, there's a lot of iconic scenes when you think about the specials, such as, like, him ice skating or him being the flying ace. And it doesn't sound like they had really any of those. Oh, they definitely did for the space show. Like, the first scene, I think... Yeah, but for the Snoopy show, did you get... For the Snoopy show, the first scene is him also, like, shooting out into space. Oh, so you do get it from his imagination perspective then, right? Maybe I'm confusing the two. He definitely writes in his book about him, like, doing adventurous stuff. Yeah, I know. So, so, like, that is taken care of. And we also find out the origins of him getting the doghouse. It felt like that YouTube channel, the Simon's Cat thing. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It felt like Snoopy was that character, sort of. Simon? Yeah, where he would just do kind of random things. I know there are barriers that are put in place. Like, they, the team was told that they cannot show what's inside Snoopy's doghouse. Uh, there could be no technology past 1970s. They didn't want any phones or anything. And, of course, no parents could actually be heard. So, did they still have the wah-wah-wah parents? Yeah, but it's not done as effectively. And then they also have, like, replacement adults. For instance, in the Snoopy Goes to Space, uh, he in that episode like there was a computer who talked to snoopy through and it was like testing him and Mm -hmm. it was taking the place of an adult yeah 
So, so, uh, so it basically had an adult in it. Well, I know Jean Schultz, who is the uh, wife of Charles Schultz, yeah. she had something to do with this show, and she said you want to keep them in their own world, and that kind of the humor that they used was timeless. Yeah, I, I mean, it, but it's very, again, not testing the boundaries of anything humor. It's also kind of like how the Muppets have tra- like continued to exist throughout time. Right, there's no, there's no like dark, dark humor to this show, right? This isn't the Muppets remake that they tried to do on TV or like Animaniacs or anything like if that. If you go back to the Christmas episode and at the end when Charlie Brown's feeling really sad or with the Great Pumpkin when no one's believing that it exists, like there, that's not dark in the same sense as say a violent show or it's something. more it's more emotional but, it's, but it also yeah resonates more uh, than just the g rating and this feels so childish uh that it is meant to just not uh concern anyone it doesn't it doesn't want to have any red flags it doesn't want anybody to question whether or not it's acceptable for kids yeah and you, you and remember when when uh they did the what's it uh, sesame street when that first came out how people were really surprised and they liked how it would talk about things like death and and approach like this has no chance of doing that and i realize it's based on a comic strip it's not the same thing it's not supposed to be educational well i have a question about that uh if you had to guess do you think charlie brown was a successful comic strip at first no i don't think so i think i mean i've seen documentaries and then i think it just kept on existing yeah at first it was only in seven newspapers but it became increasingly more popu- popular and then schultz throughout I think he 18 years didn't he didn't he change oh yeah changed the character like dynamics and kind of the way that they thought because i think they came across as unlikable at first but like across all the time that he wrote charlie brown he made eighteen thousand comic strips yeah so and then also the muppets sort of did something like that not with the comic strips but i know that kermit sort of changed over time as well we mentioned the animation already, but I know Gene Schultz said that the drawings were crucial, especially the Saldi um, with the animations. Uh, was it detailed? Well, they're stick figures, basically. It's, I, the details in the backgrounds. So, like, as I said in the other one, it just felt like the computer generation background was just white or very light blue. And to this one, it looked more watercolorish and more original. All right. Well, I have a game here. It's Three Truths, One Lie. Uh, the first one is Snoopy has a brother named Spike, who is Snoopy. Yeah, they Spike, Andy, Marbles, and Olaf. They're introduced in this episode. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say the rest of it. Uh, Spike is someone who is, lives alone in California and is asked by Snoopy in one of the comic strips to be his best man. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I got that one. But the second option is Snoopy Comeback is a movie that follows Snoopy as he is about to move away from Charlie Brown. It was a box office bomb despite good reviews and it was theatrically released. And it was the on-screen debut of Woodstock. Third option, Snoopy, after becoming a fan favorite, had a continual uptick in comic strips around the 70s. A lot of them included him playing tennis. And the fourth is, Snoopy was almost named Sniffy. Schultz said, I was walking around uh, Powers Dry Goods Department Store, me in Minneapolis, and there was a little magazine stand where he saw a comic uh, with a dog named Sniffy. Um, what was the second one you said? That Snoopy, like, almost Snoopy moved away? Snoopy Comeback. Yeah, that was a theatrical release. Um, I'll say that one's fake. It seems like the story would just be dumb. Well, it's that that was one that's fake, but it was based on Snoopy Come Home. Oh, okay. And that, that I don't is think the storyline. I don't think they'd ever try to separate the two. No, that is the storyline. Okay. Were, and I was going to put Snoopy Come Home as the uh, title until I realized that was actually the name because there was a famous Spongebob episode called Gary Come Home. Uh-huh. But <laughs> so now that so I think... It's a parody on it. Yeah, it was a parody. 
So, I'm going to admit something that I know is going to be an unpopular opinion, but okay. it reminds me too, that storyline reminds me too much of like Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4, which aren't my favorite at all, where the toys are leaving where we're used to seeing them, like either Andy or the girl. Well, obviously at the end of uh, Snoopy Come Home, he doesn't end up actually leaving. I know, but I haven't there, seen it, so I even, can't really judge. Well, there's harshly. even a sad scene where uh, like all the kids are crying at what's supposed to be a party for Snoopy because they don't want him to leave. Did you know that there's a mountain in Sedona that looks like Snoopy? Everyone knows there's a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's um, also, like, it's funny because they make fun of it in the show. They're like, look, it's Snoopy in the clouds. And I know that people, like, that's a regular thing. Was that your favorite Snoopy joke? No, that wasn't. Whoa. I didn't whoa, whoa, have a favorite joke. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah, I, did. I mean, we haven't really talked about Woodstock showing up, but apparently yeah, he's supposed he was, to be the psychic, like always. No, but the second story was about how they met, and it was just basically that Woodstock couldn't fly very well, and so he ended up hanging out with Snoopy. Snoopy was pretty annoyed by him until he realized that the bird just wanted to be friends with him, and then they became really good friends. So the the plot lines are super simple, and I'm not saying as a kid show they shouldn't be. But it did, it left a little to be imagined. It left little to be imagined, well, and also it reminded me of that YouTube video where the dog and the cat, or sorry, the is it the dog and the bird get along so well together, and they're like friends. I it's, haven't seen. It's that. either a dog and a bird or a cat and a bird. But either way, it's pretty. Cat funny. and bird would make more sense because that's what cats usually like to eat. Yeah, um, I but guess. I yeah, I, well, I, what made gave me hope, I guess, for adults to enjoy the show was that. Like IndieWire, AV Club, uh, Vulture, they all gave the show positive reviews. I just saw the first episode, so maybe it turns a corner, but I well, doubt the, that I would want to watch more than like one episode at it, a time. It has a 7.9 on IMDb. This one does, or Snoopy? Or is the whole Snoopy show. in Space? The whole show has it. The, the Snoopy show, 7.9 on IMDb. That's pretty close to the Snoopy in Space one, right? Yeah, but this was based off of 59 reviews, and the highest rated one, uh, or actually, sorry, lowest rated one was the one you watched, which was an 8.5 out of IMDb, but that only has around two dozen views. If reviews. you're looking simply for nostalgia factor, I guess you do see the same characters you're used to seeing. Um, and that's what a lot of the reviews said as well. Like, you're going to get some nostalgia from this. But if you go back to the old clips they're better and a little funnier well i think that it would be really hard to even though that's what they're going for i think it'd be really hard to try and get something as good as the 60s and 70s ones because you're fighting with nostalgia then like you're going to seriously have to make something pretty compelling i, I mean, also wouldn't be surprised if these actors the kids who were voicing them were actual kid actors while in the original um they went to schools just random schools and they did like competitions for people to come for to be the next voice of these mm -hmm. characters and i think that was a more again organic way of finding the right voice for the kid versus now it felt like they were kind of similar but a lot of them were noticeably different than what you were used to hearing like the line is like again they were an octave higher in most cases yeah and I know that, uh, as I said before, Snoopy and Space, it, they hired the same people who worked on that. So the directors are basically the same. Well, yeah, producers. it's all through Apple Studios. So, yeah, Apple has control of it, and they're probably going to keep the same thing until someone buys it right. back. So the main thing is... The real question is, when will um, Sony take the rights back and recast everybody? <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was that um, you're going to be seeing a lot more Peanuts content, as I said before. So if you like that, you're probably going to be pretty happy. They've only made six episodes. Like, if they were going to make a bunch more, then they should just drop them all at once. Well, I'm saying they're going to be making a lot more television shows just based off of Snoopy and Space of Critical Acclaim. Did they release all six at once? Because Apple usually only does three at once. 
No, they released all six this time at once. I think it's a 20-minute show, and it's for kids, so they weren't going to space it out. Again, I think it was mostly, at least the Snoopy in Space one was, like, crafted to be shown in classrooms. Mm -hmm. Like, it was meant to be, like, a teacher's day off. Yeah, yeah. And versus some of the other ones. So, the other thing I want to say was, it's not the first time, because they did Snoopy in Space, but they had a, um, they had a, I, was it, Peanuts in Space uh, already, in NASA or something, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, so why would they redo the same idea? Was it like an update to it? I think, yeah, yeah, I think if it's like, don't broke, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's not broken, then why did they redo it? You, you literally <laughs> gave me the opposite of, of what your definition was. Obviously money. I know that Cartoon Network liked to do a lot of what they would do is like make Total Drama Island and then make Total Drama Island for kids. Total where Drama all Island the people, is no peanuts. Where all the people were three-year-olds or Teen Titans Go, where Teen Titans Go was just like obviously yes, Teen this Titans is, this but is, younger. This is a little bit like Teen Titans Go. In fact, the space station that uh, Snoopy goes to looks a lot like the main building where they go in the Teen Titans mm-hmm. Go movie when we had to watch that. The thing that I probably missed the most about Snoopy in these in the way that he's portrayed here is that in the originals he was kind of um, even he wasn't as animated as he is here. They make a big point of trying to show him as like a spinny character who's all, always like getting off on mm-hmm. his own adventures. He's still as smug as he was in the previous ones, but he doesn't he's not as smart, I don't think. Yeah, no, I mean, like he was a genius in the other one, and he, he's he's only shown as a genius when he's able to answer some question at the space school. I keep on reviewing the space show over I, the other one. I haven't, yeah. I haven't uh, read anything talking too much about the characters except for the fact that they are just glad that they're back. So I can't really comment on that. But that's kind of all I have. Do you have anything else? You have no more reviews or anything about the show? No. I, I can say what Vulture said. They said, um, to make the strategy work, uh, though, these shows shouldn't feel strategic. They should feel like part of some cer- TV circle of life. The Snoopy show succeeds in that effort. It's a new Peanuts security blanket wrapped in a comforting and familiar Peanuts security blanket. <laughs> it's a reminder that happiness was and still is a warm puppy. I guess. No, I guess I wasn't as big a fan but that's where we'll leave it today thanks for listening to this episode we'll see you on the next one bye bye